Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. In July of 2008, Teresa and I were two and a half years into self-employment with Carfagno Cleaning, but we were hurting badly, full of debt to the tune of $170,000. We lived five hours away from our closest family, and I was recently fired from my job as an engineer with GE. So here we are as self-employed. But at the time, thankfully, we were still a part of the Amway business as our side hustle. I cannot even begin to thank my upline, Joe Sharippa and Herb Epley out of Greenville and Spartanburg, South Carolina, for all of their mentorship, coaching, counseling, in all phases of Teresa and my life. Spiritual counseling, financial, health, business. I was amazed at the level of servant leadership that they displayed toward us. And we were still new Christians at the time. They were living, breathing examples of Jesus to us. And we were so thankful to them. This is a recorded coaching call that I have received with Teresa in July of 2008 when we were in the pit of despair and just trying to make this business work. And this is the pivotal moment and you will see the actual recording of that coaching call here, but you will see how Herb coached us that we were too top heavy with employees. We moved into the employee game too soon and I needed to get back into the ring and clean houses and offices solo until we could afford employees. So on that, I just want to thank Herb Epley again. 12 years later, his advice on that day has benefited our lives so dramatically. And because of Herb, everyone that is being helped by this podcast and the Solo Cleaning School, we can all thank Herb. And that's why my kids still call Herb Uncle Herb. So Herb, this one's for you. Thank you. And here is the call. Hey, Herb. Yeah, doing good. yeah we're doing awesome. All right, good. We, we, de- we definitely could use some more money coming in, that's for sure. You know, I'm not. I think I got that one here. I'm not sure. What was it? What well, was the gist? The way I figured it out, um, you had some pretty good cash flow, but you had an awful lot of people working for you, and it was you were in up with just a couple thousand dollars a month left over for you. And uh, my advice was at the time was, well, hey, listen, you know, it's uh, good to have quality people, but uh, you, know, you have to move into the employee game uh, very, very slowly. You have to work yourself up till you're way too busy and then you bring on somebody and it takes a little pressure off of you but uh, for a good long time yet you've got to be doing a great deal of the work yourself because you've got uh, you know you got to keep the cash flow high and uh, how many has that uh, how many people you got working for you and what's your payroll and what's your uh, receipts and everything well right now I have got Three people working for me. There's, okay. there's two guys that 
that work during the day, and they. Uh, it's kind of it's it's been the busy the busy time of the year, so I've been able to keep kind of keep them busy, and and I work along with them, and then I have a, a person I just brought on who's a who's part time only who's a part time lady that's gonna be gonna be doing doing an office for me once a week that I need done. Mm-hmm. So well, here's, the, here's the bottom line equation. What's your monthly sales? Right now, my monthly sales. Is between five and six thousand, and and out of that, thirty five hundred is residual sales through regular cu- customers, and I need to get to seven thousand residual sales. So I need to double my regulars. Oh yeah. So I so but I'm but I got to thirty five hundred, and I I've been averaging, um, you know the the cyclical part, you know the seasonal part part of my business goes between about eight hundred to nine hundred. Eight, eight, nine hundred in sales on a, on a bad month, and maybe as high as two, three thousand on a on a busy month. So it's like thirty five hundred, nine hundred in the low, and thirty five hundred on the high. So let, last year we finished up with sixty sixty thousand, and this year we haven't really grown in receipts. It's about the same level, but the residual part of the sales has more than tripled. Well, that's a good spot. Yeah, but yeah, we're still. And this is Herb. This is the stuff I've been meeting with um, some business owners that run a financial ministry at, at our church, and they've been they've been working with us each month. They you know we have a meeting with them, and we kind of go over what our finances, what where we are with the business, and what the goal needs to be, and what kind of the marching orders are going into the next month. And they and then based on us being um, accountable to it, they've been giving us like <clears throat> free gas gas cards. Yeah. So I actually have a meet, meeting with them on Thursday this week. Well, see, Ken, uh, the, way I, um, the way I perceive it, uh, knowing what it takes to run my household, uh, you know, it's house payment, we don't have any children, but, you know, house payment cars and all that kind of stuff. My perception is you need the whole five to $6,000 for yourself. <laughs> you know, um, until you're making five or $6,000 a month for yourself, you're uh, you're not uh, you're just not making it, and um, you know with three employees you're you're way bad not making it. So you got to evaluate whether you can afford to have employees or whether what you're doing is possible uh, without employees. If what you with with that six thousand dollars five thousand dollars a month, if it's not possible for you to um, do that yourself then you better get yourself in gear quickly on the marketing side of things and just be so thankful that you got people that care about you that'll, you know, that are helping. But um, the okay. thing that uh, I perceive that the, you know, it's really easy to get employee heavy because it takes work off of you, that if you don't make up for that in uh, terms of, um, you know, every hour that you were working, if you're not out marketing, Oh man, you'll get behind the eight ball in a hurry. So, um, you know, you're you're definitely in the right direction. Not to increase your marketing, uh, but you also need to. It, it appears to me that you need to cut back on your uh, on your employee. So, uh, but your you know your residual, if your monthly repeat business is up that month, well, that that much, that's a really really good sign. That means you're keeping people happy and stuff. But um, here's my idea about your marketing question with Teresa. Uh, number one, um, 
up and make up the cast, but it would have been cool if she was doing this for you a year ago. So uh, there's a very definite urgency about the matter. And um, here's, my, uh, here's my recommendation to you, you know. Okay. That uh, the two-step approach is what you need, Ken, because nobody wants to be sold on the idea uh, right on the first call. Uh, they don't know who you are. They don't know nothing about you. So she calls and says, hi, I'm Teresa from So-and-So Cleaning Company. Is the owner or manager close by? Uh, yes, they are. Um, you know, do, are they available? Well, no, they're not. Can I leave a message? Yes, you can. Um, you know, name, phone number, company name. By the way, just curious, out of curiosity, do you think they would mind if I fax you a couple of pieces of information about our company in case uh, she starts looking around for uh, a cleaning company in the near future? Well, I don't guess that would be, I don't guess uh, that would, you know, that'd be all right. Go ahead and fax it to us. That would be the aggressive approach to get him quick. Actually, 
we actually started doing it today, Herb. And what we ended up doing was we, we read five scripts. We probably made about maybe 10 or 11 phone calls, 12 phone, 12 phone calls. A couple of them were no answer. A couple of them were, were called back later in the day. One was really receptive, and she gave us two referrals. Um, one of them was definitely very open, and we, and we booked an estimate for tomorrow. The goal was that we initially thought, well, we, we'll, read and, we'll do enough calls until we read five scripts. And the script was basically asking the question, would you like a free estimate? Exactly. You, you got a cash flow situation, you got to get busy. Oh, yeah. And that means you got to put the pedal to the metal. You can't do nothing around. Uh, and uh, you know, we want you being a giver in uh, these financial situations. So, um, you know, we need to get your cash flow up as quickly as possible. So if uh, she calls 10 or 15 or 20 a day, then that'll get your your uh, numbers right, and that will get your uh, your cash flow right. Right. But you, so if we were doing like 15 scripts a day, that that'd be awesome versus 15 calls, because 15 calls might only give you a couple scripts. Well, that's, reading 15 scripts in a day that could be a little overwhelming. So if you just tell her, listen, I want you making 15 calls a day, I want you making 20 calls a day, she'll get better. I'm glad I'm talking to you, Herb. You you stretch me so much. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I, I'm ready to see you guys prosper, Ken. I know. You, know you guys have you guys have done without long enough, and you know it's just like, okay, dude, I'm gonna shoot it to you straight. Let's get let's get this show on the road. You know, Ken can do without. I don't like seeing Teresa and Kenny doing without. I hate it, Herb. I hate, I hate doing it. Exactly. You were when you were talking about the employee situation. Is there like a, a rule of thumb with percentages of like like uh, let's see if my, my if my payroll is above a certain percent of my sales, it's too high. Is there a certain like rule of thumb so I can keep? Well, you, what, uh, it's, it's more simplistic than that. Um, you can afford to pay a employee the minimum wage that they Gotcha. So, so I I can't really have any employees yet. Well, I, I'm thinking not. Literally, I mean, but, but here again, if you physically can't do five thousand dollars a month worth of work, if there aren't enough hours in a day, then you 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 have to make do. You you can uh, you can have someone to take some pressure off of you, but you know you're literally whenever you're starting a business, can you work yourself ragged, and then probably can afford to bring one person on. And then you're not run as ragged, but you're not making as much money. So you build yourself up to running ragged again, and then you can afford to bring a second person on. And then, you know, you're not making quite as much money, but you're you're making residuals from both. See, 
you should be making uh, whatever whatever you're uh, paying the people, you should be making at least that much yourself every hour. So, <sighs> you know, that's the only way that you really and that's the only way you can even afford to have employees because of the, you know, the taxes and the insurance and the liability that go with employees. You've got to be making, it's, it's got to be at most, at most a 50-50 split. So if you're paying your employee $10 an hour, you've got to be charging the customer $20 an hour just to, just to make any money on that situation. Yeah, I, I pay my employees ten to twelve an hour, and I I usually get between thirty five and forty per hour. There you go. Well, that's good numbers there. And so what you do is you work your rear end off. You get yourself up so busy uh, where you're just you know pulling your hair out. Then you bring on somebody else, and they take some pressure off of you, but they're also making you money every hour. And then you get out and you bust it and put in another batch of clients. Um, that gets you crazy busy outside of your two employees. And then you bring on a third person and they're making you money every hour. You see, but each time you bring on a new employee, the time that you spend not working, you gotta spend marketing to build up another base of clients in order to really make any progress. Wow. So, in your opinion, based on where we're at right now, we do, let's say, about fifty-five to 6000 in sales. My payroll is about 900 every other week. So it's 1800 out of the, out of the 5500 And that's... Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's borderline broke. Yeah, that's borderline, borderline making it. Uh, you don't need to think about bringing on any more employee expenses until you've upped your sales by around 30 to 50 percent. So should we fire someone? Um, sounds like your timing on bringing Teresa on to find a new batch of customers is just right, but you definitely don't need to bring on any new employees until you're up to about $7,500 a month. Of residual sales or altogether? Altogether. Oh. You need to, you need to be at least at $6,000 a month to repeat customers before you bring on another employee. Because our budget right now, we we need to at least get three thousand a month to make the basic living arrangements, and we're not we're not meeting that. And we need to get to four thousand a month to be comfortable. So five thousand a month would be awesome. Four thousand is 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 making it plus extra. Five thousand would would be would be we'd be fired up, Herb. Yeah, well that's that's very doable. You got to work at the
leaps for you, then she's going to be a tremendous, tremendous service to your family. She's actually been over here li- just listening in. She's like, she, I didn't think I'd do a good enough job explaining it. <laughs> well, I'll put Trace on the phone. Well, she's, she's over here. Here. today because I've kind of been struggling feeling like you know I need to do something to help out but I wasn't really like I wasn't really given an opportunity to figure out how to input and and the other day I was like well what if I start doing this and you know that's kind of how we came upon the idea even though I think you guys mentioned it a year ago um so you know, it felt really good just spending, you know, we spent an hour today just doing some phone calls, and I felt very productive from doing that. And so, Teresa, it's, uh, it's a gradual thing. Getting to first base means, uh, can we send you some information? Getting right. to second base means your follow-up call is, uh, did you receive it? Thank you. Uh, or would you allow us to, um, you know, my husband to come and give you a quote. Third base would be, can you do the quote? Fourth base would, I mean, home run, you know, home base would be net in the sale. And you're going to have to, you know, call uh, 15, 20 people a day to get enough pieces of information out there to get enough people that will let you quote to, to bag enough new business to get the stupid cash flow thing taken care of. And because um, it's time to, you know, it's uh, time to get out of this poor, poor, I mean, this, uh, uh, this poverty place that you're in, basically, you've come a long, long, long way. Praise the Lord. But it's time to get on into abundance. It's going to take faith. It's going to take patience. It's going to take work. But God has abundance for you. It's time to move on into it. Time to stop this, you know, wonder how we're going to make it this month, John. Um, I, I hear you, Herb. I do have one question. Um, with the situation with employees right now, is it your opinion that Ken should let one of them go? And Ken, that's all, of, that's all of the labor that you can afford right now. And then with uh, Teresa, you making uh, sales call. I mean, you making calls to uh, qualify the prospects. And then Ken, you doing the actual marketing and the work. You guys will have a very efficient business at that point. That's that's awesome. <laughs> right now, you're a little bit employee heavy. Thank you very much. You've helped us a ton. I need to digest all this now. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Very good. Thank you. Oh, my. That was an incredible coaching call for me to relive all these years later. I have told this story so many times, but this is the first time I have re-listened to the actual coaching call. And I'm bringing it to you live. I'm showing you what it was like inside our heads all those years ago. When I tell you I've been there, I've been in your shoes, I know what it's like to struggle, I promise you, I promise you I have been there. So let me just highlight a few of the takeaways from this call because I want to capture them in some bullets. Number one, I knew my numbers back then. This coaching call could not have happened if I didn't know my numbers Number two, I wasn't able to be a giver. We were so broke, we couldn't even help ourselves. 
Number three, I was such an over-optimist. Just listen to the response to Herb's first question. How are you doing, Ken? I'm doing awesome. We could definitely use some more money, though. Come on. We were not doing awesome. Number four, I was employee top-heavy. If I could do it myself, Herb was saying to go do it myself. He was essentially saying, Ken, go be a solo cleaner until you could afford employees. And number five, I wasn't disciplined to marketing daily. If I was going to have employees, I needed to put the other oar in the water and row hard, bring on employees and bring on more clients on a daily, weekly basis. I was not doing the work. But let me give you the aftermath of this coaching call. Prior to this call, in the peak of the spring-summer season, we were bringing in eight to 9000 a month and keeping about 2100 And during this call, in July going into August of 2008, we are bringing in five to six thousand dollars a month and keeping under two thousand dollars a month, and we needed at least four to make it in our family. We were struggling. We took Herb's advice one hundred percent. Teresa started marketing. We brought on one new client through her efforts. I started marketing, brought on more clients through my efforts, and we eliminated our employees one by one. And by the end of September, I was completely solo. In the month of September 2008, we profited over $3,500. And in October 2008, we earned over $4,000 profit with me as a solo cleaner. We took Herb's advice to drop our employees because we could not afford them, go solo, And the ultimate irony here is I never thought I would stay solo for the entire duration of my career. And I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I could turn a solo cleaning business into an ISO model for creating freedom and flexibility within my own solo cleaning business. That would be a seed to help hundreds and possibly thousands of other solo cleaners around the world in years to come. You just never know where seeds planted way back in your past will come up and sprout. And so when I found this coaching call, listened to it, I knew that I had to bring it to you because it's easy to listen to me now and say, oh yeah, Ken, you're doing great now, but you don't remember what it was like. I remember what it was like. And I wanted to bring this coaching call to you when I was in the storm so that you could relate and bring hope and encouragement to you when you might be in the middle of that storm yourself. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.